0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hit and Hustle from irishsportsdaily.com. I am your host, Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uyama. Jamie University. It is Wednesday, June 7th, and we are going to be talking about Notre Dame recruiting. Big surprise, Jamie. We're going to talk about recruiting. We're going to talk about some new commitments that Notre Dame picked up over, over the last uh, few days. We're going to talk about who is on campus right now, who's, who's going to be on campus, and then looking forward to um, next weekend's uh, official visit list. And then we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about Irish Invasion. Uh, we're going to talk about who Jamie liked. Apparently the defensive backs were were a big hit for Jamie. And I'm you know I'm excited about that to talk about Notre Dame DBs or possible Notre Dame DBs. So we'll talk about all those things. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, if this is your first time catching the show, please hit the like button, please hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. We, we did get over 6,000 subscribers last week. I'm very excited about that. So let's, let's on, on the upward trajectory towards seven K Jamie, we, we want to get the seven K subscribers, um, as soon as possible. Hopefully before, I mean, look, I, I want to dream big, Jamie, hopefully before, sp- uh, fall camp starts, we can get into, um, seven thousand subscribers that would be great grow the show um all those fun things um and uh and yeah if if you want to catch us on our audio form uh hit us up on our or find us on the podcast feeds links are in the description below of, of this video um and speaking of recruiting jamie did you know that i was i was a recruiter in a previous life i was a corporate recruiter i we had corporate clients and we, we they wanted to um outsource their job searches and so what we would do is we would recruit for candidates did you know that about know that I, about i did family? not know that yeah I, it's a whole thing yeah it's a whole thing that's what i did uh i know it is big to, business yeah it is big business and and it was it was a whole th- prior to me getting into education that was what i did and um <laughs> what i had to do every single day is i had to go in and wear a a, a nice dress shirt jamie and i wish i wish at the time there was an ESQ clothing that I could that I could tap into to get my custom dress shirts so I could wear them every single day. And I didn't. And part of the thing about, about going into work, wearing a dress shirt, and all that thing, that sort of thing is when you come home, you got to transition into clothes that you want to wear. And the nice thing about ESQ bamboo shirts from God is that. You don't you don't have to rush to get on clothes that are comfortable because it is comfortable that is how nice uh God's custom uh, bamboo shirts are they have they have stretch they feel soft they feel light odor resistant rico resistant and as we all know Jamie machine washable don't have to spend money on dry cleaning which is very important you know given inflation and all those other things right dry cleanings going up just like everything else. So you get to save on that with, uh, ESQ shirts. So check out ESQ clothing.com and upgrade your shirt game. Uh, Jamie, welcome back, man. I, 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 I missed you. It was hard. I had to, I did the show on Monday without you. And, uh, it was, it was tough. You were in South bend checking out Irish invasion. Welcome back. Uh, happy to have you back, my man. Oh, I'm good. I'm glad to be back home. So it's good. Good to be
1: there. Uh, uh, I mean it was a pretty good camp um a lot of a uh, lot of targets there obviously there was also uh cam Williams worked out. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Gilbert worked out so that was always nice to see uh when there's uh you know current commits there mm-hmm. um and it was uh it was good and it was a good time and then we had uh Christian and matt and uh, drew Mentock were there and it was mm-hmm. it was good it was a whole party.
0: Yeah, and speaking of Drew, I'm going to be talking to him on Friday about um, some of the uh, the summer enrollees, right? So so there's a bunch of early enrollees that came in in the spring. We're going to be talking to Drew about um, the summer enrollees. He did a profile on each of them. It's going to be really interesting. So check us out on Friday. We're going to add a show this week, Jamie. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Um, all right, let's see. I know you, you – before we get into – uh, the commitments and everything. Joe Bro says, "What's good? Did you guys see the 247 blue chip ratio article? I know Jamie did because Jamie loves talking about it and referencing it. Um, so, for everyone who don't know doesn't know, this is a Bud Elliott creation. He created a blue chip ratio um, to track, like basically, who has a, even a chance of winning a national title right now. I, I think this is. I mean, it's rang true every single time, right? Like no one below 50 percent. I don't think has ever won the national championship. And what what." when I say 50%, that's four and five stars on your roster, right? So you have to be above 50%. Um, I think it was uh,
1: a four year period. So it would be for, for this one, it would be 2020 to 2023.
0: Right. And so Notre Dame is sitting at, I think it was 65%, Jamie, which is higher than it's been. It's usually been in the fifties, 55%, 52%. And now that's gone up to 65%, uh, which obviously that's what you want, right? Like that's what Notre Dame needs um, when people talk about changing kind of what Marcus Freeman is doing to change the program and that sort of thing, getting that number up is very important. In the last couple of years, especially last year, I think they were at 79 percent or 80 uh, percent. So that's really getting up there right now. Granted, I think it's a little bit skewed because so Alabama's number one this year and they were in the 90s, I believe. Um, or was it was 85. What was the exact number for I- Alabama?
1: Think they're like 89 or 91 or 89 like or 90
0: percent. So yeah, so yeah. the the difference there is like I think their 89 is a little bit different than Notre Dame's like like 80 last year, right? So it's because they've got a bunch of five stars in there, and not just that, but they've got a bunch of like well, top Notre Dame wasn't
1: 80 there. last year, so just no no
0: no, but I'm saying in last yeah. year's class, like yeah. not in in the class itself. So if Notre Dame built like four straight classes of what last year was they'd be at 80 percent um but that like notre dame's got a lot of four stars in there and alabama's mixing in obviously a ton of five stars so that's a different so there's a little bit of a i don't want to say it's just it's a little bit misleading in that sense right 80 uh, percent uh, for alabama would be different than 80 notre, notre dame's 80 percent, to to put it you know one kind of way even though on the blue chip ratio they would be equal
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. And uh, I think the one thing, too, with Alabama is that they uh, they sign more than anybody else. Like they sign uh, numbers, um, but they also run off guys way more than anybody else. So they kind of they really run it more like a protein than anybody. Uh, So that's the kind of thing where um, they've had several big time busts. But yeah, oh yeah. They sign enough that it's because they hit whatever, right? So their rate, the hit, the hit rate for them doesn't have to be as good because they just sign more than anybody else, right? So um, anyways, people can go and look. I wrote last week, uh, was it last week? Maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, where it was uh about on six thoughts where I kind of went into how I mean it's a good. Whatever, like just total props to to Bud for creating it. It's such a great idea. And obviously Mm -hmm. it's it's worked out well. And it's just true. It's just a sign of like how people have recruited. And really, only in in the playoff era, so 2014, right? They the only team that has one that has been under 60% was Clemson in 2016. They're 52. Everybody else has been above 60. So really you kind of want to get above 60. So that's good, obviously. Uh, One thing to make note of for Notre Dame though, is that the 2020 and the 2021 class, those numbers, it's like 50 percentage of blue chips in that class for in those classes. And it's like over 80 for the two most recent classes. So it's first and second year guys. It's different than when you're having your third and fourth year guys. And that's most of your guys, right? Like it's like one of the reasons why that 2015 team uh was so talented was it had a lot of guys from that 2013 class that was you know fifth overall that they were in year three right so they were like there so that that matters a lot right that matters a lot so it's like it's one of these things where it's good to kind of look at the kind of a baseline uh but it's also like you know a bit misleading so like a&M too, even though they're like over like, they're like high seventies or something like that. Right. But they lost so many guys. Yeah. So definitely. it's like one of these things. So uh, I did the percent of the actual blue chip talent on the roster. So the guys who were, uh, who are still there right now, who they, they taking out all the transfers and tra- and then adding the transfers coming in and then also adding, because, Guys have 50 year guys too, right? Like, there are still 50 year guys out there. Like, Notre Dame's got six of them. So yeah. that matters, right? Um, and not all of them are like, I mean, they're not all just great studs or whatever, but they're all good players. They, they yeah. can help the team. Uh, so, and that when you look at the actual percentage of blue talent on the roster, Bama, even better, 92%. Yeah. But Georgia, 80%. Uh, Ohio State, 79%. Guess who's fourth? Notre Dame. 68%. So even higher, they have a more bump yeah. up because they've, they've able to retain a lot of these guys. Right. And, and, you know, done, done a good enough job. Clemson, 65%, Texas, 65%, LSU, 64%, Oklahoma, 64%, percent a 61%, Penn state, 58%, Oregon, 58%, Michigan, 56%, Florida, 55%, USC, 54%, Miami, Miami, but like let's be honest there's a huge gap there between Bama UGA and Ohio State that's kind Mm -hmm. of where it is and then they're also like they sign more of the top 50 guys right and that's kind of where it's at in what Notre Dame wants to get to and obviously you want to sign more top 50 guys but you want to get closer to that 80% kind of range where you're having that because then all of a sudden it's just your whole roster the depth there and then obviously you're going to have, if you're doing a good enough job evaluating and developing, you are going to get uh, enough guys that are going to be like elite guys, elite players um, that can roll with, with, with those teams, right. When you have the right team. So um, I think things moving in the right direction. And right now Notre Dame, you know, they got 12 of 18 uh, in this class, right. So 60, 67% or whatever, uh, which will, that will make them go up based on what they, the, the class that is leaving from, from last year. But, you know, I think that that number is probably going to go up. It'll be over 70 by the time they finish the class.
0: Yeah. And, and, and the important part too is, you know, like Alabama, a lot of bus, but not at the quarterback position, you know, and that's Clemson, right? Like Clemson was kind of able to tre- buck the trend of being over 60, 70% because of the fact that they had Deshaun uh, Watson and, and, and Lawrence
1: Anderson. back to back. Yeah. Right.
0: So that really matters. So, it, you know, if if CJ Carr is what Notre Dame wants him to be and what uh, everyone wants him to be, like, that's how you get there. Right. That's, that's how you kind of jump the line um, in, in that sense. So uh, Joe, bro, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, it's something that we, it's always good to talk about. Uh, I need to highlight a, a, a rare, Ke- uh Alexander Cruz uh, <laughs> positive comment about okay. recruiting Keaton Young. Uh, he committed to Notre Dame. He he was a, a four-star back out of Texas. He committed to Notre Dame. I think it was two days ago. Like the my my brain is uh, Monday night. It all Monday night. Like kind of out of the blue too. Like we didn't. You know, sometimes you know. Like at least he has a commitment date or something. Like some sort of time or whatever. He just kind of tweeted it out. So that's always nice. Um, so he's in the class. Um, I agree with Xander. I, I like I like Kedron Young a lot. I like him. I like him more than. Um, aeneas williams um there's not a ton in it and it kind of doesn't matter like i don't want to make a comparison to that I, i'm just i'm i'm very excited about him as a player um he's the kind of guy who i could see getting you know he he could be a 20 to 25 carry guy he could i don't think notre dame wants that um just like you know estimate could get a random 25 carry game or Dix could get a random 25 carry game like i think i think kidron young is that kind of player um I love his game. You know, I talked on the show on Monday, Jamie, I talked about how, you know, these guys who aren't seen as home run hitters, right. In the recruiting process. Like I remember Kyron Williams was not talked about a home run hitter during the recruiting process. There he is with a 91 yard run to his name where he's circling the field and all those other things. 65 yard run against Clemson, Uh, a long uh, catch and run against Duke 70 plus yards. Right. So he's got multiple home runs to his name without being a home run hitter. And I think Kedron Young could fit into that, right? And Tony Jones, you said a faster Tony Jones. Tony Jones has an 85-yard run to his name, right? So got you don't have to be an elite speed guy in college to to hit the home run, even though that's not um, you know the main part of your game. But um, I haven't talked to you about Kedron Young, uh, Jamie, since he committed. So uh, tell us about what Notre Dame is getting there and how he compliments uh, Anais Williams.
1: Yeah, I think he's the per that's what it is. He's the perfect compliment to Nanias Williams because Aeneas Williams is kind of more of a hybrid guy. Um, not to say that he can't run inside and, and do some of those things, but he's more of a hybrid guy where he's going to be able to catch the ball of the backfield well. He's got really good hands, he's a good route runner. Uh, you know, they can line him up in the slot. He can do uh, you know, similar things to to what Kyron Williams did. And I, and I'm saying he's gonna be exactly Kyron Williams, but he's got a similar skill set and young it, well one young is going to come in and he's going to be ready to play early like he's going to be ready yeah. to play early physically definitely um but i you already kind of see stuff with him um just in terms of like he he looks like he's got a good good um he he sets up blocks well he's got good feet he's got good vision um and i mean he's a relentless runner uh, here we go. Here's Keegan Young here. And I mean, this run is just like poetry in motion because you're just like, look at this guy, just keep fighting. Like th- the defense is like giving up on the play. Right. And he turned that into like a two yard gain into like a 20 yard gain or whatever. Right. Like, and that's just kind of what he can do. He's, he's got, he's got that, but he's also got some of this too, where you can see like, okay, here's just one cut go, and it's the main thing is, look, he didn't just go and burst. And it was like right away pulling he away, broke, He, but he broke the tackle at the second level. Mm-hmm. And that's why he can go and be a guy who gets big plays because he can break those tackles at the second and third level. Right. And like right here, he's he's running away from people. He's not a burner. Right. He's not a true burner, but he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be right. If you you have all the other things to come with it and i'm a big believer in yards after contact that's huge that's one of the things that made logan dig so good like here that he had a chance that chance to get tackled there that would have been like an eight yard game right yeah said it's like a 68 yard game like that's those are that those are just huge huge plays and i mean he's already built like a guy who's ready to play right now uh he's you, you can see some of the stuff later, too, where you can see, like, I mean, he's certainly not afraid of blitz pickup. Really, the only thing is when you see this kind of here, right? And obviously, he's not being used as a yeah. receiver, right? But he's not like, you know, it's not the most natural receiver. Doesn't look like a guy who's going to be able to kind of win in a virus. But that's pretty much like a Esteme, right? Yeah. That's pretty much like a Esteme. And you just have to do enough with him. And just he can just be used in the screen game, uh and and, and things like that, but it's being able to maximize yardage, good feet, s- strength after contact, uh, and he can be a closer, he can be a yeah. guy who comes into the end of the game and be a closer, and that that's the main thing, right? Like, I mean, just I, I don't know what his yards after contact were on the season, but it had to be massive because just look at all these runs where, where he's mm-hmm. getting hit, like, you know, within three yards of the line of scrimmage and they turn into huge plays.
0: Yeah. And and that's the, you know, that was something that, that Kyron was always really good at is the contact. the contact. The contact was part of the play. It didn't end the play, you know? could bounce off it i talked about it a lot on monday as well like he can use the contact as a propeller to get him away from other tackles right and and that's like when people talk about like oh he's you know natural running back like i think that's the sort of thing that people are referring to where he the, the contact is a given and he can use it to his advantage rather than like i'm always trying to avoid it and this is where like you know a lot of guys like um like Chris Tyree, this is a problem that he has, where it's like the contact is not something that he can he can use as a weapon, right? He he tries to avoid it, but if he, if he gets hit, like it's gonna it's gonna end the. He play. just doesn't have good balance. Is the right, main thing, right? Right, right. Like you got to yeah, like,
1: you have to have balance after
0: contact, right? right. Yeah. And so um that's that's a really good the really good trait for a back to have. Um So look, it's 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 a really good pickup for Notre Dame. I think it's some someone that. Uh, fans should be very excited about, um, especially as you said, paired with Niaus Williams. It's a good, um, it's it's a good combination for those guys, um, and that's so. Let's talk about Styles Prescott now. So he he was someone that I think we felt like needed to be in the class because it gives you that third guy. It gives you that tackle that you're looking for. It's like you can look at him and say, okay, this is we are going to put him at tackle, and that's where we're gonna we're gonna play him. Um, you know, could he play other positions? Maybe, but I think that's what Notre Dame wants him to be, is Notre Dame wants him to be a tackle. And then it gives you that three where it's like we have three, and now you can focus on Gerby Lambert. If it happens, that's great. You know, how much they need him is kind of up to other people. But I think if Notre Dame was to end at three, this is a good three. They needed to close on Styles Press God. They came in, it seemed like they had the lead, and obviously they left with the lead and he committed to the to the program shortly after, um, Young did. So I think this sets up Notre Dame in, in a good position to have, you know, a good class on the offensive line, maybe not a great class, or maybe not one that, you know, is ideal, but it's like not a disaster. If you only add two, you're looking like in a really bad way. Um, and especially because Styles Prescott was someone they, they targeted early. So they, they, they've been wanting him for a long time, Jamie. Um, tell us about Styles Prescott.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I completely agree. I they, they need to get him in the class. Uh, and then it gives them the luxury of like, well, if they land Gerby Lambert, that's great. But if they don't, they have they have Prescott in the class, and he's a very good prospect. Um I think he's got really good feet. You see him move and get to the second level uh r- really well. Um he's a guy who needs uh some technical work, but he's got good footwork. But like uh I, I think one of the things he's got some like technical work in terms of like his fit and all that, but man, he really like works to finish and sustain. And I would say that's probably like the thing that I have my biggest question marks with, with, with Lambert is that um he should dominate more and doesn't do a good enough job of sustaining blocks and not even just finishing, like putting guys on the ground, because I think sometimes that can get overrated. I mean, it, it's, it's a good thing if, if it happens, right. but it's, it doesn't have to be the be all and end all. If you like, if you do your assignment, you make your block, like you did your job, you did a good mm-hmm. job you do it at a high, high level. If you're move if you're moving people at the point of attack. And the thing is, is that you see a guy like Prescott fight. He's like a scrapper. He's a guy who will continue to fight and put guys. And he's got a little bit of that nastiness too. Right. And, yeah. and, and it's, and that's always good to see. Um, And I think with, especially with Notre Dame and kind of what they want to be on, on offense and how they're trying to be like this offensive line driven program. Like, well, you got to have dudes like that. You have to have, you absolutely have to have dudes like that. And he is one of those guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it's, 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 it was an important recruit. They needed to land him. I think being the in-state too, like you want to close on the in-state guys, you know, you, you, especially if you're out there, uh, especially if they're out there. Um, so, look, now they can really focus on Gerby Lambert, right? Whatever that means. I, I, you know, listening to you guys, uh, Matt and you, uh, talk about him on Power Hour yesterday, I, I just don't, I, I don't know what to make of it. I really don't. I, he, Christian had some good stuff on him. And, uh, it, and I, I, uh, encourage everyone to check that out on Daily.com. Uh, check out what Christian wrote. Um, it's just, it's, you just don't know. You don't know where he's at. Is he going to take these other visits to these other schools? We don't know yet. Um, but I, I think, you know, the fact that he took a visit to Notre Dame, I mean, that's important, right? He needed to yeah. come in and he like, he's scheduled to go to these other schools. Is he going to go to the other schools? We don't know. Um, but he did make it to Notre Dame, so that's important. So people are going to want to check in on that. Um, Jamie, you know, part of the, the, the perils of this job and what we do is – you know, when, when it comes to recruiting, things can change very quickly, right? Like we're talking about, uh, you know, how we feel about players a lot and, um, right. Jason Smith, I'm making a transition here. So check, uh, hold on for one second. Um, we we talk about where things stand with a player, right? You can have information from the night before, and by the next day, that information is no longer operative, right? And so I'm talking now about Paul Mankey because I talked to Matt a little bit on Sunday around, uh, regarding him. And he was like, you know, I like, I like when Notre Dame is with him. Notre Dame is in – we feel like Notre Dame is firmly in the lead, you know? So I go on the show, talk about Paul Mankey, like Notre Dame's firmly in the lead. I get off the show, maybe like an hour after that, like two hours after that, talk to Matt. Matt's like, ah, he, he might be going to Duke now. He might be like visiting Duke. I don't know about going to Duke, but he's going to make a visit to Duke. He really wants to go visit other schools. And obviously, that changes things, right? Like, that changes things a lot. Like, if if, if he leaves the trip and, and everyone feels like he's shutting it down and he'll go into decision mode, that's obviously very good for Notre Dame. If he's going to go on to visit Duke, that's going to be, that, that changes, you know, how people feel about it, right? So, um, So that – anyway, so I kind of wanted to provide an update because I was super positive on him and on the show on Monday, and now everyone's kind of less positive on that. So I wanted to kind of put that out there for the record. Uh, Someone who is on campus now – or maybe is leaving now. He was supposed to come in June 4th uh, and leave on the 6th, and that's Bronte Johnson, the athlete from Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, was was someone who it didn't look like Notre Dame could take because, uh, you know, there was some kind of off-field stuff – mostly academic things that needed to get sorted out seems like they've been sorted out right because he came on an official visit those things don't happen if you're not a take and you can't you know make an offer like a real offer and that sort of thing so he's on campus that looks like that's all been squared away um and but going you know before he kind of fell off the radar I think people felt very good about him being in the Notre Dame in the Notre Dame class as a safety he's he plays mostly wide receiver in high school right Jamie we we, we talked about this yesterday he's mainly an offensive player played one game at safety um, probably didn't really know what he was doing back there, you know? And, and so that, that film isn't, isn't the greatest film that I've ever seen, but I think his, his skill set is obviously very well known, right? He He's, he's, he's long, he's athletic. Uh, he goes up and gets the ball. He's very good with the ball in his hands as a wide receiver, Jamie. And uh, I think Notre Dame coming out of this visit, I think Notre Dame is in a good spot. Uh, Matt reported that he will not be visiting Tennessee like uh he planned to. He he might be going to Purdue this weekend. Um Purdue wants him at wide receiver, Jamie. Let's see if he takes that visit. Um, I think Notre Dame's feeling really good about uh Tay Johnson right now. Um what what do you project for him at safety? Give if that is, you know, if he ends up in the Notre Dame class, because it's very hard, right? Like there's there's only really wide receiver film of him. Some wide receiver and some corner, but what? What do you? How do you project? How do you? The, the, here's a better question: How do you go a bit about evaluating someone like this who you don't? They're playing a different position, and you have to project them into uh, another position in college.
1: Well, one, he's been at Notre Dame camp, right? So right, right. he was he was at camp last year. He so the staff
0: out. has seen. So the staff they've has seen, seen him.
1: Yeah, they've yeah. seen him and worked him out. So it's like one of these things where it's like they knew from then that they wanted him as a and he did play as a sophomore he did play quite a bit as a safety so you can find sophomore film of him playing safety but he's he played more as on offense and that's just whatever that's the high school's choice and i mean it might even be his choice too right like Mm -hmm. everybody wants to be the guy right everybody like i told you like corners want to be receivers you know uh safeties want to be corners everybody that's how everybody that's what they always want, right? Everybody wants to be something else that they're not, right? It's like athletes want to be rock stars, rock stars want to be athletes, right? So yeah. um it might be the case with him, but I, I think uh one, he's a good receiver right now. I think a ceiling is higher as uh, as a safety. Um, just because you don't just get many guys who are like, you know, six, two, six, three long like him, who can run like him. Right. Uh, he obviously has to do, uh, you know, he's skinny right now. He's about a buck 70. He's got, he's got physical development to do. So, but he's got the frame that he should be able to weigh close to 200 pounds. Right. Like that, that shouldn't be an an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he goes to a high school. They don't have like the, they're not like, They don't like the greatest facilities, the greatest feel like all that kind of stuff. Right. So uh, it's going to be like he's someone I think who can take a really big jump once he gets into uh, the program with Notre Dame. So that's going to be helpful. Um, And he just really has all the traits that you're kind of looking for. Not just like the physical traits. uh, Right. But like in terms of like uh, athleticism and stuff, just like the way he can like open up and move and um, he's going to be a guy who has enough range. And like you said, Greg, in that one game, you can watch that game and be like, this guy's just lining up. And it's just like, they're like, Hey, go play safety today. Like it didn't look like he had much direction. And it Um, didn't look like
0: he really knew what he was supposed to be doing.
1: Yes. And when you do that, you don't play fast. Right. But anyone who's seen him knows, He is fast, right? So from that sense, like I said, if I was going to, uh, I said on power hour, like, yeah, there's, I take just about all those other safeties that Notre Dame is recruiting. If I had to play a game tomorrow, I would say, yeah, I'll take this guy over, over Tate Johnson. Right. Uh, But three years from now, I'm probably going to take Tate Johnson just because the ceiling's higher. Right. And so he's going to be someone that probably takes some time, uh, you know. He's not going to be someone that I, I would expect to play immediately. I've, in fact, it's probably like a good chance that he red shirts uh, in year one at Notre Dame. But I think once this guy kind of specializes at safety, learns the position, um, you know, his ceiling is extremely high. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's like it's kind of like um, Isaiah Canyon at receiver, you know, yeah, like, a little bit if, if, if Isaiah Canyon was. Notre Dame's best receiver like I would look at the class as a whole and be like that's a little bit that's a big risk now whereas like I don't want to say he's their third but it's like Cam Williams right like he's a five-star player like you know what you're getting in Cam Williams you know he can play wide receiver you know he's really good right uh same thing with Micah Gilbert like these are wide receivers right and and so there's kind of a buffer there where it's like Isaiah Canyon could honestly end up being the best Receiver in the class, just because of his his size, because of his skill set, because of his physical traits, like you could see that. And with Tay, let's say Notre Dame was to you know sign uh, or bring in with Tay Johnson, they bring in, um, uh, let's say uh, Jalen McLean, right, who I really like, right. They bring in Jalen McLean, and you bring in Tay Johnson, and. You know, we can get into Davis Andrews. I don't even view him as a 2024 guy. To me, he's a 2026. Right. So, like, people, you know, if if he ends up committing to Notre Dame, people are going to kind of freak out. Like, I would not just because he's not, I don't think he counts toward this class's numbers. That's just how I see it. Um, But, like, if it's, if it's, if it's uh, Jalen McClain and Tay Johnson and, um, Kennedy Urlacher. Like I know Jalen McClain can play safety, right? That's a good, that's a good buffer there. It's not as good as like a, a, a fourth guy, right? So let's say, I don't know, Malcolm Ziegler, or maybe even Paul Menke. Let's see how that works out if it does at all. Um, But if it was Mankey, McClain, Tay, okay, got it. Good class, right? But if it's, if it's Bronte and you know kennedy urlacher and then will they see where they go like uh, oliver miles like now you have oliver miles and you have bronte who are like they're really good they're really good athletes but like can they play safety we don't know and that is what kind of concerns me with kind of where that would be if that ends up being the case we have to let it play out obviously um and so that's that's kind of how i see all that playing out um we'll have to check in on um We'll have to check in on you know how he feels coming out of the visit and how things go. I'm sure Matt will have some reporting. He's set to leave campus today, so there will be reporting on that. Um, but I think all accounts are Notre Dame feels good about landing Bronte Johnson in the class. Um, Xander says you can't take Andrews. I disagree. Why wouldn't they? Why not? Why I literally would just said that? why you could? Why not would, a 2024? Well, he, he's not a 2024. He's a 2026. It's it's like to me, it's a no brainer take. Yeah. You don't know. It's like, not going to count. Yeah. Like it's not going to, it's a, it's a no brainer. It, it, you have to take him. Why wouldn't you, uh, Jason Smith likes Malcolm Ziegler. Uh, how do you feel about Malcolm Ziggler, Jamie? I haven't talked to you about him. How do you feel about, uh,
1: I mean, he's got like some good, I, I think he's like good long speed. I like the size. Um, I seen some of those testing numbers. I don't know. Like he's got some like really impressive testing numbers. He doesn't play that fast. Mm-mm. So that is always something that I look at. Right. Uh, And then, I mean, he has a lot of production, but a lot of the interceptions he has on film are like gifts. Yeah. It's like, Hey man, I'm just throwing it right to you. right? Like yeah. to me, there's a big difference when you see like a guy, it's like, okay, there's a big difference between Kyle Hamilton coming from across the field against Florida state and like making that just ridiculous play. And the ball is thrown right to him, right? There's a, there's, there's a big difference there. And that's a lot. I mean, you don't see that. You don't see that with Ziggler as much. Um, I don't know. I have some questions about him. uh, And I thought he was kind of, he looked a little bit, a little high hip, little, little tight. For, to me um but i mean i i think like he's intriguing but i don't i don't love him like he would be further down on the list um i think you know just bringing it back quick to, to andrews uh and it's not just the 2026 thing one he's a good football player i have questions about his speed but if you think that he's going to be a linebacker and he's going to especially, and you're gonna take him in 2026. Then I actually really like it because yeah. I think he could actually could be a pretty good guy. Because and honestly, too, if I was going to take him and if say he was a 2024 guy, he's the guy you take instead of Kennedy Urlock, right? Yeah. Like in terms yeah. of like skill set, because they are similar. Andrews is better, in my opinion. So um that's you know how they decide to do that. But yeah, like you would take them thinking that he's going to be a guy down the, down the the road. Right. And that, that's the kind of, uh, how you kind of, how you would
0: kind of look at it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of comments about like, like whether, like whether two year mission guys ever work out, it, it, it kind of doesn't, well, first of all, Utah and BYU have rosters full of these guys like a lot of them work out like they, yeah like of course they all work out like like yeah like um, i mean it, it's it's a it's a common thing right it's like yeah just because it doesn't happen at Notre Dame, like that is a common thing to happen at those schools right yeah um the other part is it, it doesn't matter it if it doesn't work out then he goes somewhere else and you recruit somebody else yeah it's it's 2026 like it, yeah it does it honestly does it's like matter. it's but like an another... NBA
1: team signing a guy and stashing him in Europe for two years and then if yeah. you take him with a second round pick and it doesn't work out you're like okay yeah if you took him as a first round pick if he was like your top guy in the class that's different right <laughs> but it, that's not how it is and I could just say from personal experience too like I played with a ton of guys who I you know I played at Idaho State played with a ton of guys who are LDS that took missions like I played with a bunch of older guys. There's a lot of guys who went and came back and you could see the difference. Like they were men when they came back. Right. And you know, some of these guys, uh, there's some guys who didn't come back. That always happens. Right. Who didn't come back and decide. There were other guys who came back and it was like, Oh my gosh. Like this guy is just like a dude now. So, I mean, you don't know, but that's the whole point. You take a chance. And the other thing is if, even if he came back and it didn't work out and he transferred out, like, okay, it didn't work out. Like, I don't know. So, uh, and uh, Jason Smith asked about uh, Kanu Kia. He comes back at the beginning of January. So he's not going to be there for this season. Yeah. So, but I mean, as far as I know, he's going to come back to Notre Dame. And I think he has a chance to be, he's a guy that I'm actually super intrigued by when he comes back um, because he was a guy that I think was going to just, I could see with like a couple years of just like physical development, he was going to be something and he's a, he's a heck of a ball player. Uh, and they are, they offered his brother. Uh, so mm. whenever they, I mean, which to me they wouldn't offer his brother if they were like, nah, we don't want this guy back, you know? Right. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they want him back. Uh, as I mean, he made his intentions known that he was going to come back. Uh, and yeah. And the guys on who are on the t- their his friends are still there, right? So like, I don't know, uh, I, especially because of the timing of his when he left. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be an intriguing guy. I, I don't know. I just I don't see any downside in taking a guy like Dave.
0: Zinn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't either. I really don't. Um, and he's on campus right now and he'll be uh, he'll be leaving uh, tomorrow. So that's what's going on with him. Um, all right. So the this weekend's visitors, Jamie. Um, so pretty big targets, right? Uh, first of all, defensive end, Elijah rushing. He'll be on campus this weekend. Linebacker, Bradley Shaw, tight end Carter Nelson and safety, um, our safety prospect, Oliver miles. Um, what do you, what do you think about rushing Jamie? Where do you, where do you see this headed? I, I, I'm, I, I'm not totally sure. I mean, I guess it's one of those things like we have to see after the visit and how it goes and where it is. Um, you know, I, I mean, how critical do you see him to the class, first of all? Just period. Um, I mean,
1: I don't think he's like make or break in the class, but he's, well, I mean, he's a stud. Like, he's got yeah. physical traits that just, you know, they wouldn't, they don't normally sign guys like that. And right. I think he's got, um, he's just got massive potential. He's got potential to be like, you know, a top 15 pick, right? Yeah. Like, he's just built like that. He's got the physical traits. He's, he's, going to be a guy who has like, he's in that Stefan toit Aaron Lynch class of like, this guy can be that special. Right. Uh, you know, with, I, I think, uh, I, I can't remember where I said, it. I said it somewhere where I was talking about like defensive linemen and, and, and defensive tackles, whatever. They're kind of like big men in basketball. Where it's like they can be a bit enigmatic in terms of like okay is this guy gonna play hard every play is this guy gonna do this whatever but it's like well if you get the guy to play hard every play it's like that guy is just an automatic dis- difference maker right. and then if you get the guy to, even if you get a guy who like you know isn't as dominant as you want him to be but he can be dominant for these just like five plays that really like change a game that's still a guy who is just extremely uh, valuable um, yeah, I think t- to me, uh, I mean, I think he's got as, uh, you know, w- w- as high as upside as any of the defensive linemen really in this class, there's some, st- obviously this is really strong defensive line class, but he's right up there, right? Like he's, he's, he's a guy who has a chance to be really, really special.
0: Yeah. And it, and it would be like a big, like a, just a big splash in, in the recruiting oh, yeah. class and just like kind of give a lot of, you know, it just, it would be a big deal just into the recruiting industry and that sort of thing. Especially um is bringing up him and Justin Scott too. Like that's that's the it, it, those types of things are important in recruiting. They just are, you know, HR. momentum. Yeah, momentum hype, type hype hype yeah. is the thing. Yeah, it is. It really is. Like a, the bandwagon effect, right? Like everyone kind of knows about that. So, um big recruits on that end and also uh, you know, good football players, right? On the defensive line. Very very important positions to fill. Um, Carter Nelson, tight end Carter Nelson is going to be coming in, Jamie. Uh, I, I think this is probably the one chance for Notre Dame to add a tight end, um, to go along with Jack Larson. Um, what do you think about him as a player? Do, do the two players complement each other in terms of you know the way that they play on the field and um, how they can you know can they both share the field at the same time? Do they have different kind of skill sets? Um,
1: I don't know. I mean, they both could play at the same time, it's just they're both not going to be guys that step in and be like in-line guys right away. Right. Yeah. I think that's, you know, pretty clear. Um, And I I think they're, they're, they're guys who are going to have to grow into the position, especially like Carter Nelson is he's a basketball player. He plays in like eight man football. Like he's, it's going to be a transition for him. Right. Um, But he's like a freak athlete. Right. And huge, you know, yak potential just, uh, really, really, really great athlete. Um, and he's kind of got, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, God, why am I uh, the Georgia tight end Bowers, right? He's got oh, a, a little bit of Brock Bowers vibes in terms of uh, his uh, you know, athleticism. Um, and I think like you know, it's it's kind of similar to Larson, so whatever, but I just think you just get two guys like that, and it's like even though kind of like Gronk and uh, Aaron Hernandez, I know whatever people don't want to talk about him because he's a terrible person, but like, I'm just talking about the two tight ends together, whatever, take out the, the, the off the field, terribleness, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like one of the things is like, Oh, these guys like compliment each other really well, but really it was more that both guys were weapons because if Gronk was just an inline guy, if he only was a blocker, then who cares about having two tight ends right like it's like you want to have two guys that you can like man we can do all these different things with right like and so i think you kind of get a little bit of that that that's that's the kind of possibilities that you can get and plus you got to look at where kind of like notre dame is at with like they just took you know flanagan in the previous class and he's and even though just because he's a beast and he is actually more in the gronk type of size-wise or whatever, right, and, and just some of the inline stuff. But I think he's going to surprise some people with this, you know,
0: the way he moves and catches the football too. Yeah. Um, Oliver Miles coming in. He's a safety prospect. I I would like to know, and I, we won't know, so um, it kind of doesn't matter. But this next weekend after this one, is Father's Day weekend, um, Jalen McLean's set to come in. I really want Jalen McLean in the class. You know, Notre Dame is not going to land Juan Lane. He's committed to Penn State. Uh, Notre Dame has moved on from Marquis Gallegos, much to my chagrin. And so, I, I want Jalen McLean in the class personally. Um, I don't know how the staff feels about it. I, I think he's. I think he's a, a, a very good football player. Just period. I I think. I he he's. He has those kind of traits where he can play kind of all three safety positions. I feel like if if Bronte commits to them, and if Oliver Miles wants to pull the trigger, like that would give them three. Would they take four? Would they take Jalen McLean at that point? Would they take Malcolm Ziggler at that point? Like to me, Malcolm Ziggler, like he's of the ilk of like Bronte and uh, uh, Oliver Miles in that good athletes don't really know. You know, like don't know about the safety thing. I think it's very easy for me to see Jalen McClain play safety, right? Like I can see that. I know he can play. So I wonder if he has a has a spot. You know, um, this isn't anything against Oliver Miles per se. I just I I I, I want Jalen McLean in the class, and so I don't know. Um,
1: I mean, I see that too, and that's why I think he's a guy whose whose floor is incredibly high. And it's not to say that he doesn't have a high ceiling either, but the floor is like, he's, to me, he reminds me a lot of Julian Love. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, just size wise, but also just like, I mean, this guy's, you're like, he's just a ball player. You know, he's just a ball player. It's like, we're like Julian Love. like, yeah, he was an all American corner, but it was like, really, he's kind of good at everything. Like that's Mm -hmm. what kind of made him good was happens to play corner. He just happens to play corner and that's why, I mean, yeah. he plays safety in the NFL, right? Like, right. And, and if, if it didn't work for Julian love at corner at Notre Dame, he would have probably been the best safety they had in years. Like that's just kind of uh, w- what it would have been for him. Uh, I mean, you saw him play safety too. And, and I believe it was in that army game too, uh, triple option. He was fantastic then too. Um, yeah. Miles is just like, it's the unknown because he is primarily a quarterback, right? He's primarily mm-hmm. a quarterback versus high school. I mean, you can't deny that he is an exceptional athlete, right? Like he had that. No, for jump, sure. Right? He had that triple. For jump sure. That was like uh it's like, hey, maybe this elite guy, level, you know,
0: elite. It was like 48 feet. I mean, this was like a big it, that it's elite it's like, level athleticism. Maybe this
1: sure. guy's the next next Mike Conley senior, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. it was like pretty, <laughs> yeah, it was like pretty crazy, right? So um, yeah, I think what would be really interesting to see is that like, okay, I think like Minky isn't off the board or anything like that. Right. That's the one thing. And I like Minky too. Uh, but it'll be interesting because it's kind of like Minky, if he wants to, it's like, you kind of got to go in now because it's like, that's it. That's, I mean, that was one of the benefits of like him coming early, and obviously they brought him in early because they like him, right? Right. But, but it's like, well, then Oliver Miles is coming, and then whatever, and it's like they can go that route if that's he doesn't want in, right? So, um, it it's kind of like what Matt has been saying all the time is that they were gonna have to turn down guys, and that's kind of where they're at. Um, I do think to. I just like, I like Jalen McLean and I just, he'd be a guy that I'd want in the class. So I don't know. Like, I I just, I, I just think just in terms of like, I'm confident he's going to be a guy like his, his floor is DJ Brown, you know, like that's his floor. And he's just a better athlete than that. No, I know. But I'm just saying like, just like to be that kind of player where you're like, yeah, This guy's a good player, he's really helped Notre yeah, Dame, yeah. whatever. Uh, he's not an all-you know, he's not an all-American, he's probably not going to the league, but it's like he's going to play and help. And it's like, and if you just look at safety in general, like you know, you can look at, say, like okay, the top five safeties from 2019 class: Daxton Hill, Louis Cena, Jordan Battle, Nick Cross, Kyle Hamilton. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty good. Obviously, you land, whatever. But you go to like the next like fifteen out of the next twenty, and it's like, like you know, seven out. It's a total crapshoot, right? Like there's yeah. like actually it's like the next twenty five guys. Like it's yeah. it's very very uh, hard to. It, it's it's such an it's it's like linebacker we always talk about it's such a difficult position to play it's such a difficult position to play because you could be fast but not play fast yeah right uh you know you you need all these pieces there um and it's just like and the guys who are just really really exceptional have these really great recognition they're really smart one of the kyle hamilton yes guy's a freak six four you know super long pterodactyl run down things and have like crazy range, but he was also like the smartest guy. Like yeah, you kind of need all that combination.
0: I think it would be good if Notre Dame brought in a safety who played safety in high school, who actually played defense in high school. Like that would be good, right? Like I'm at like, I I love taking the athletes. I do. I I do. They're good bets. But you do need someone you know can play the position. And so that's kind of where I'm at. That's where I'm at with it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see, Jamie. Uh, Jason Smith's bringing up Luke Talich. I think we should bring up the fact that Luke Talich is putting down some times. He ran a 10-7-2, in uh, in high school, like recently. And the, those are legit times. For a, for a big guy like that, right? Kyle Hamilton could not run sub-11. Could not run sub twenty two right now. Obviously, there's a difference there, but like, you know, people talk about like Paul Menke with like uh, Kyle Hamilton like traits or whatever. Like, no, Luke Tolich has Kyle Hamilton like traits. Like, those are the traits that you're talking about. Uh, so, I, 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 I think Jason Smith is. That's a good point. Like, I, I he's a good athlete. He's a good player. Um, we'll see, right? Like, he's, you know, he came from uh, Montana. You know, a lot uh, about not a lot of people know about uh their high school situation and how things are going. Um was it Wyoming, Jamie? Montana or Wyoming? Wyoming. It was Wyoming. Wyoming. So so yeah, I for some reason I was like, Montana doesn't sound right. Wyoming. So he came, he's coming from Wyoming. It's same same kind of thing as Montana, right? You just don't know what kind of level of football is out there. So we'll see. I I'm I'm my I'm, I'm keeping tabs Jason Smith. I'm I'm keeping tabs. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean tabs. he's he's at the very least he's a
1: guy that uh, no one would ever be surprised if he ends up earning a scholarship. At Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, like, like you know, the first couple of weeks in uh, in camp, right? And we start, like, Matt jumps on power. and It's like, yeah, you know who might be good? Luke Talich. You know, like, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say
1: that. There. I wouldn't even say that right away. But it's like, that's something that's just like, over time, you're going to hear, like, Man, Luke Tolich has been making
0: a lot of plays. Well, okay, we had like this that. conversation. We had this conversation. Um, uh, so it was about something else. But like Jack Kaiser, it like when he like when he was first there, it's like he's not ready to play, but he might be good, you know. And so like, I think you know if Jack Kaiser, if Jack Kaiser was when in Wyoming, he would not have had a Notre Dame offer. You know, he no. would have had to have be the same type of player that Luke Tolich is. Like, if Luke Tolich was in Indiana and going to the same high school as Jack Kaiser, I'll, I'll bet you he's a scholarship player for them, just like straight out because you know it, he's local and you can see him and all those other things. And so, like, that, that's what I think. Like, he's a he's a he's a Jack Kaiser caliber recruit. And Jack Kaiser is projected to be a starting football player for Notre Dame. He's played a ton of productive snaps for Notre Dame, Yeah. Right. So that's what I think could be could be there with Luke Talich. Um all right, Jamie. Oh, oh, we didn't talk about we didn't talk about uh linebacker uh Bradley Shaw, who uh is also coming in. And I, I feel like you know it's it's would would they take him and KVA? I know I know that there's not a lot of juice around KVA at this point. But would they take both of them?
1: Uh what do you mean not a lot of juice around KVA?
0: Well, like right now there's just a lot of buzz towards uh Ohio State at this point. And Matt talked about on Power Hour about, you know, he needs to see how Ohio State does on the visit and how that all works out. Yeah, um, I don't think they'll I don't think that's like a it's
1: trending towards Ohio State. I just think it's like you just got to wait to see these visits. Like
0: right, so but but that, that's what I mean. Like like okay, like Bronte, there was a lot of juice going in Styles Press. Oh, you like mean you, you, you just like in. it's not like
1: he's coming and like oh he's in the class. Yeah, okay, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's like there's not
1: a lot of like that okay. big, you know. Okay. See, like, this is why this I had to ask happen. this because Zan. Oh no, was no, no problem. Too. This was it was confusing. You're acting like he was Ohio State hadn't wrapped up, I thought for
0: no, no 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 no. I just meant like there's there's a lot unknown with him right now. Yeah, there's, for sure. That's what I mean. Not a lot of for juice, sure. not Visit's, not is gonna, of be visit's right, gonna be visit's huge. Visit's gonna be huge, right? So yeah. so would would Notre Dame take both of these guys? Like let's say because because KVA is not coming in until the, the weekend after, right? So would um uh would Notre Dame take both. Let's say they they Bradley Shaw has a great uh, has a let's say Bradley Shaw has a great visit. I want to commit. Would they take both of them?
1: Uh okay. I think now you can probably hear that my mic went out. So just just in case you can't
0: hear, <laughs> we're five minutes late right right at this time, time? Jamie. It's uh, good, but
1: uh, <laughs> I would take I would take both of them. I, I you think
0: Notre Dame will though? I don't think they'd be
1: bringing him up on the visit. You know what I mean? That's a good point. That's a good point. So I I just think – and also, too, he's just of that level. He's of that level. I think that you would take him.
0: Okay. All right. Well, tell me about Bradley Shaw then, Jamie. What do you you like about him?
1: Uh, I mean, he's definitely a Mike. Uh, I mean, he's a thumper. But he he moves better than just a guy who's just going to be like – like a between the tackles type guy, really good recognition. Um, Just, uh, you know, when you just see an SEC linebacker and you're like, yeah, that guy's a dude, this, this, you're like, you realize you're like, oh yeah, the SEC actually does have better athletes than most other conferences. That's kind of where, um, oh, it came back. Yeah, it came back. So uh, that's where I would say uh, I, you know, He's just of that caliber uh, where you're like, this guy's probably going to be um, like, he has the potential to be a high level starter uh, at an SEC program. And just Notre Dame doesn't land enough of those guys. Yeah. Uh, linebacker. And that's why I just, I, I think they wouldn't turn them down. Like, right. It's like, it's like, not that whatever they ever had to make this decision with Jalen Sneed, but it's just like one of those things where you're just like, yeah, you're just going to take this guy no matter what. Right. And I, I, yeah. you know, he's to me, he's like a top 100 level type of prospect, a guy, and a guy too, where I think with, you look at like, say, like a guy like Bodie Calhoun, who's a really nice athlete. um, But he's like someone that probably I see more as a will. Maybe he can be a Mike. Uh, but this guy's like, you're like, Oh, plug this guy in at Mike. And he's, he's going to be, and KVA is obviously a guy who can play, you know, either or. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, I would, I would take him I would take him in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah. And so this is where like, it gets into like the Bodie Cahoon, like Teddy Rezak, and even Kennedy Urlacher conversation at that point. Don't take those guys and then have it be a numbers crunch. You know what I mean? Take them. That's fine. But then you got a guy like Bradley Shaw, you don't be turning him away for any reason. Same thing with KVA. Like KVA is kind of obvious. Like I think KVA, if he wants it, he's gonna get a spot. But so just don't don't use them to turn guys away. Same thing with with uh safety, you know, like we're talking about taking four. Well, look, if Miles and Bronte and McLean all want to come, then take them, take all of them. You know, as a lot of people are saying in the chat, take them and figure it out later, right? Which is that, by the way, is the same thing with Davis Andrews. He's not a twenty twenty four. Take him, figure it out later. Doesn't matter. So um, that's how I uh, that's how I feel about that, Jamie. So th- I think those are good thoughts. We're gonna have to, uh, Jamie. We're gonna have to get to the, the Irish invasion stuff. Uh, on another we show. could.
1: I mean, a lot of those guys are gonna be guys that are, are targets for
0: Notre Dame. Yeah going forward so i mean we'll dive into those guys we'll dive into that and if you and if you're really itching if anyone's really itching uh to hear about that check out power hour yesterday they talked a lot about the irish invasion guys jamie went over a whole bunch of players that he really liked um so check out power hour it's on uh it's on um you know apple pods and spotify and all those other things um uh, Kenneth James, uh, let me see if we can get to this quickly. Um, I've heard the situation with Mankey isn't a concern with other visits as much as the possibility to safety other than Andrews may be in the fold when he gets ready to decide. Yeah, yeah, like I, I yeah, that's the thing. It's and that's why people. And but uh, the other part too is I think that Mankey probably knows that. You know, like if if he knows, like, hey, if I drag my feet, then oh yeah, they make him aware yeah then then it's like i could be out of the class it's like that that in itself almost pushes you towards duke because it 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 just does right like i i I can't be rushed kind of thing now look if 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 bronte doesn't pop if oliver miles doesn't pop um and they you know he moves on to the next week and mclean and ziggler don't either then it's like okay maybe then but i think by that point we'll I think there will be just a little bit more clarity. I think that's what everyone kind of counts on, that there will be a little bit more clarity there. Um, yeah, so it's not that he's taking visits. It's just that he knows if you take visits, you might not have a spot. There's he's a still risk. doing it. Right, so that's that's uh, that's the deal. Maybe Elko can leave for Notre Dame, Jamie, or Xander. You never know. Um, all right, I think we'll leave it there, Jamie. Good show. Glad to have you back, bud. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. I'm going to be talking to, to drew. Uh, I don't, I I didn't, I I was just going to have it be me and drew Jamie. If you want to jump on that, you're obviously welcome. That would be great if you wanted to be on the show, but I know you got a lot of stuff going on, doing a lot of write-ups and that sort of thing. It's just going to be me and drew, but Hey, Jamie, if you, if you want to jump on, you just let me know, you just let me know. We'll do, we'll do a three, a three man pod there. So, um, but yeah, so we'll be back Friday. If, uh, Jamie and I will be back next week talking again about, uh, you know, recruits, We'll be talking about visits. Maybe we'll be talking about commitments and all those other things. Um, So you're going to want to tune in. Hit and hustle. Hit hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell so you know we're going live. Check out irisportsdaily.com. Tons of information on everyone, 2025, 2024, scoop, uh, info, all that good stuff. check us out. Um, Catch you all on Friday, everybody. Have a good rest of your day.